Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. Leadership in Yoga, welcome back to another episode. And today I have Fernanda Santos here with me. And Fernanda is a yoga instructor and she is also a co-worker of mine. We work at the same studio and so... It's exciting for me to have someone that I actually share my practice space with on the podcast, someone local, and we connected right away. And I actually was thinking about this, Fernanda, before the show. I can't remember exactly how it was that we connected. I'm not sure if I took one of your classes or you took one of mine, but somehow we ended up really hitting it off. And and since then, we've been practicing together. Uh, we've had various coffee chats and we've gone to a couple yoga events together. And she teaches a slow flow and I teach a rocket or Ashtanga inspired yoga. And so I feel like we balance each other out very nicely. And for that reason, we like to share, we like to share our practice time actually in studio with each other, which is really special. But uh, what I love about you, Fernanda, is that you've built a really beautiful community, both in person and also you've maintained that online. And you were one of the teachers that I just constantly see going after it, just doing the work you're teaching uh, you're you're talking about yoga, you're learning about yoga, and it's really fun and inspiring also for me. When I see you putting in the work, it inspires me to continue to do so as well. And so uh, I also love trying to understand your stories in Portuguese and <laughs> secretly dreaming that one day I'll be able to speak Portuguese with a beautiful Brazilian accent. I'm kidding, but if you know me, you know that I'm actually really obsessed with Portuguese and I'm, I'm trying to learn. I've been learning for a little while. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of fun. Yoga in Portuguese <laughs> just appeared, <laughs> appear into my feed from you, which is really nice. But in general, you have this really beautiful, sweet and bright energy about you. And so, yeah, without further ado, welcome to the podcast. And thanks so much for making the time to, to be here to chat with me. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, Shana. Thanks so much, everyone that's listening. Um, I'm very excited to be here today. It's the first time I'm in a podcast show, so I'm super excited to share a little bit more about the journey and yeah, just, yeah, just happy to be here. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and today that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, your behind the scenes sort of journey in terms of not only finding yoga, but also teaching yoga, building community in a new country and how that transition went for you. And overall, just uh, tips and tricks that you kind of picked up along the way and and other curiosities and questions that I, I have for you. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the context of the podcast, essentially, the idea is a coffee chat. And so you get to listen in as a listener on the questions that I would just ask Fernando over coffee. And so I think there's a lot of value that can come from those sorts of conversations and yet we don't have infinite time in the world to sit down and have coffee chat with everybody we would like to. So I'm hoping that if you're listening in today, you get a little piece of that conversation, a little bit of insight from, from Fernanda. So Fernanda, I wanted to ask you, how did you stumble across yoga? Because I think if I remember correctly, you mentioned one particular experience, which I'm not sure if it was your your first introduction to yoga entirely, but I think you mentioned this one experience of taking a class in Brazil 
and maybe mm-hmm. at a park if it, it was that. But at yeah. the end, after taking the class in the Shavasana, you had this moment of profound quietness and and you were like, what was that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, if I remember that story correctly, it really struck me. So I'd love to hear from you uh, a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, that is so funny that you remember that because I don't remember sharing that with you very good. <laughs> so that's very cool that you remember that. Um, but yeah, that it was exactly what happened. You know, like my first yoga class was when I was still back in Brazil uh, 2017 and it was just like a weird moment in my life where I felt like I, I was not in control over what was happening the places I was going or the people that I was interacting with it was just like this weird feeling I had inside me you know mm-hmm. and I would hear some people talking like here and there about yoga um but had never had you know like oh it's happened there's this yoga class happening that day anyway found this free yoga class happening at this park that was like 40 minutes away from my house. So hop into my car, drove there. It was my first time actually also doing something alone, which was completely new. have never done that before. And I was like, I, I just think I need that, you know? And I got mm-hmm. there all excited because I've heard all these great things about yoga. And anyway, got there. It was a Hatha yoga class, which it was nice because, you know, like you do one side and then do the other kind of like right away. And in the beginning, it was nice. I was like, wow, that feels good. But then as the class, you know, was like happening, it started to get really, really warm. Like all these bugs around me, like biting me. I got super itchy. And I was like, I don't have the strength to stand on one feet. I don't have strength on my hands. Like, what am I doing here? I was really struggling, like really struggling. And I was like, okay, when is, when is this done? I want it to be done. I need it to be done. <laughs> Finally, the teacher called in, which now I know, you know, Shavasana. And I was like, oh, great. Just lay down and chill. Perfect. Lay down. And I was still like pretty, you know, like breathing deep and just kind of like trying to catch my breath. And I don't know what happened. Just like one beat, you know, like something, everything simply went like completely silent. And this, this park that I was taking this class at, it was kind of like in a downtown area so pretty busy you know you could hear like really heavy like traffic and people talking around and then all of a sudden it was everything completely quiet and it probably lasted like I don't know like three to five seconds or something but then I know that when I came back from it and I was like wait where did I go in this <laughs> three or five seconds like what happened here like why did that happen? You know, how do I get back there? You know, like I need more of that. Uh-huh. So yeah, even though it was not like the, the whole length of class, it was not the best experience ever. I feel that having that little bite of the potential of what yoga can be, it was what really got me like really curious about like, what is this yoga thing? You know? Do you feel like that moment and that experience was sort of yoga love at first sight for you? Or did it take you a little bit more time to get into the practice and decide, okay, actually, this is something that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it, the seed was planted, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, I want to know more about that. But I don't feel like I had the discipline or enough interest with all the other things that are, were going on in my life at that time to, you know, dive deep, like full on, you know, I was just about to move into the US. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, there was a lot like other stuff going on in my life. And so, yeah, it was not love at first sight. But once I came to the West, it was actually the thing that made me really find that sense of home even mm-hmm. though I was not at home anymore, oh, you know? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my second day here, I I would just hopped on Facebook, even though I couldn't speak English, like, at all, or it was even hard for me to understand. <laughs> and I hopped on Facebook, and I was, like, searching for, you know, like, a yoga event nearby. And I was living in North Seattle. I were in Seattle, so I was living in North Seattle at that time. And I found an event, like, in Soto, which is, like, South very far like yeah far yeah but I was like you know whatever I just gotta go and check it out so I hopped on Uber and then went there you know just like let's see what's gonna happen and it was actually like a yoga at a brewery and there was like all these people out there and they were like yeah we're gonna get a free beer after and I was like oh okay it's like 10 in the morning 10 a.m in the morning (laughs) we'll see what's gonna happen you know and anyway it was just it was a great experience. Once again, like I couldn't understand very good, you know, what the teacher was saying, but I feel like yoga has this kind of like universal language that even though sometimes, yeah, you don't speak the language that the teacher is speaking, the energy is still there, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And you're like looking around and you're like trying to connect with your breath because in the beginning it's hard, we know. Um, But it wasn't overall like a great experience, you know? And Yeah, it just made me like, I don't know, more resilient and just like feeling brave, you know, like, yeah, even though like I didn't know what happened, like I came and I did uh-huh. it. It felt good. How, how many years ago was that again? I can't remember. That was in uh, 2018 then. So five years, five, okay. five and a half years ago. Yeah, That's recent for me in, yeah. my, in my head. You know, I'm thinking about myself. I, I actually really started learning Spanish seriously five years ago and it's still... There's, there's certain things that I'm, I'm like, oh, a little lost here. So uh, yeah. number one, I congratulate you. I think that that just blows my mind to think about you going to that sort of an event and coming here and learning the language. It, it, it also gives me chills when you said yoga is a language because I kid you not, right before this, I was just journaling and I called, I said the, the language that, yo- that yoga is, I wrote that similar exact phrasing. So <sighs> I completely wow. agree. And I, I, I think of it in a very similar way. And I think that's why it, it is so valuable and it is so special when it comes to building connections through movement. Um, so, and then if I, if I remember correctly, when you went, went back to Brazil to visit, did you teach yoga in the park? Was it the same park or was it a different park? Yes. Yes. I went back home after five years and it was at a different park, kind of like same neighborhood though. It's just like one of those neighborhoods that there's like a lot of like trees, which is not very common, at least from where I am from, you know, like all these Mm -hmm. trees we have here in the Pacific Northwest is not a reality for me from, you know, in my, in my hometown. Sure. So, but it's one of those like neighborhoods in the city that there's like a lot of trees and it's just like beautiful. So yeah went back home and hadn't seen my family or friends in like five years but yeah decided to throw up this class at the park and had lots of friends like joining in but Mm -hmm. also like people I didn't know or people that I just knew through like Instagram you know that started like following me after I was already here and people that I met here but went back to live in Brazil it was just like fun that's you know, it incredible. was like probably like 30, 30, <laughs> yeah, it was like 37 people, I think. And it was just a blast. Yeah. 
what a cool what a cool thing i Mm -hmm. i love that so much and so then how how was your experience being here in the u.s and building your community from scratch and i also mean community we can talk yoga but we can just talk community in general because i think at the end of the day it's it's they're both equally important um socially right Mm -hmm, totally yeah I feel like if it wasn't for the people that I've 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 had in my life since I got here it would have been way harder to stay you know like yeah I would probably be home like already you know I wouldn't be here still so but yeah when I got here as I said you know like having a hard time with the language and trying to like find people and actually I didn't know myself very good as well so I was just trying to like hop into different groups of people and try to figure it out, you know, like, who am I? Like, what do I like to do, you know? And anyway, but I feel like the first thing I wanted to find for sure, it was a yoga studio that I could go. Just, you know, so I could share that experience with other people and then look at their faces and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, hopefully find something in there. And so, yeah, as soon as I got here, after I took that first class I just told you, I signed up for class pass and I was like, okay, now it's time to try a whole bunch of studios and see where, like, how do I feel in every one of them? Mm-hmm. And anyway, found a studio that we're now both teaching at <laughs> and had my first class, which who now it's like my main yoga teacher, the one that I really look, you know, up to and... Yes. And then I just found home in there. And even though like I wasn't really putting in effort to like meet people, you end up seeing like the same faces every day, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's where it started, like my little community building in there, I feel. And also, um, so I came here in first place to be an au pair, you know? So having other Brazilian people that also came here to be an au pair, it was like another, another source of friendship of your connections yes of my connections that I built um over time but yeah I feel like just recently I started you know really like trying to build more meaningful connections around yoga and it's a whole like different perspective on that you know I think like we met through that and I've met like many other amazing people that just yeah it's just great to share you know the experience around yoga and just like with you know really living a life with awareness um so yeah, it's been like a fun journey, not very easy, but fun. <laughs> it intrigued me when you said that you didn't know yourself super well when you got here. And I say intrigued, I mean, I've also totally felt like that. I felt like that many times in my life. But <laughs> do you feel like it helped you find your community once you figured that out? Or do you feel like the exploring in the different communities and and trying the yoga helped you figure out who you were. Does that make sense? Like it's kind of like a, what came first, the chicken or the egg question. Yeah. (laughs) Uh I feel like all the people that I've met since I got here, they helped me, they helped shape me, you know, like who I am right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure if I know 100% who I am at this point in life. I just turned 30. I came here when I was like 24. And I feel like I definitely know a lot more about myself and the places I want to be and the energy I want to be around and how to deal with the energies that I maybe not want to be around, you know? <laughs> but 
I definitely don't know myself 100%. So Amen. yeah, all I can say on that is like, I'm really, really thankful for all the people I met, you know, mm-hmm. during this time here mm-hmm. and really looking forward to meet more people and to get to know more about myself, you know, through these connections, but also through like having my own time and yoga and stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I'm curious now about so when you made the transition over to actually start teaching, because it's one thing to go and take a class, but to actually have gone through your training and then start teaching in another language, was it difficult for you at that time or you or you felt like it was easy? Because I'm just saying from my experience, it's very difficult for me to teach in Spanish. I feel like it doesn't flow and I get my words all jumbled and the feminine masculine is this whole perplex, difficult thing in my brain in that moment. But I've also heard people say that teaching in their second language feels freeing. It feels like they aren't being held to a perfect standard. It's like they don't have to be perfect because it can't be. (laughs) Because it's not the same as your native language. So I'm curious on that spectrum where the experience fell for you. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting question because I feel like most of my yoga experience was actually in English, right? Because mm. back in Brazil, I think I only had like two yoga classes. True. And then I came here and then I went like full-on yoga mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all of my trainings were in English and yeah, my personal practice was like with teachers teaching in English. And so the hardest part for me actually was start teaching in Portuguese. You know, Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And since, but since the beginning, like I made this commitment to myself, like, oh, when I figured out that I wanted to teach, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to teach, but I want to teach in both languages. I want to be able to, you know, teach in English, which is, you know, where I'm living right now, the people like I'm getting to know and everything. But I also want to teach in Portuguese because that's where I'm from. And I have friends in there. They're like, hey, I want to I want to take a class with you. <laughs> you know, that's actually what inspired me to build my uh, my YouTube channel. You know, it was more like a it was like a safe place for me to, you know, practice my teaching skills mm-hmm. in both languages, I feel. And so, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, but like anything else in life, you know, just like the practice, it made me feel at home teaching in Portuguese after a while, like teaching for a while. I can imagine. And it's beautiful too. Again, I don't know because my, my experience has been with Latin America, but what I've perceived in South America and just like what I've perceived from my husband's family and they're in Venezuela is that yoga is not as much of a commonplace thing. It's not found. It's not it's not as popular. It's not as available, I would say. Even online, I would say there's much, much more English yoga content. And so it's really cool that you're able to bring that in another language. But do you feel like that's the case in Brazil? I'm, I'm actually just curious if you feel like yoga is, is popular. Again, it depends by the zone, right? It depends on the city versus countryside. But in general, yeah. in, in contrast to the United States, would you say it's more or less? Yeah, so I feel when I left Brazil, again, that was like 2018, you know, before the pandemic also, mm-hmm. um, it was really hard to find uh, a place to practice, you know, because I remember after my first class, I was looking into it and I couldn't find that many options. And actually the options I found, they were not very like affordable, 
for me, totally. you know, and like, totally. I had a job at a big company where like, I was making a good amount of money. And so it was just like, wait, one class for that price is like insane, which yeah. I get it because, you know, there was not like much going on around yoga at that point. Uh-huh. But now that I went back just this year, literally, like you can find yoga everywhere, mm-hmm. like everywhere in my small town there are a few other like uh small towns around that are like still small but a little bit bigger and it's just like overflowing yoga which makes me really happy actually you know and I know that they have like a few like yogas at the yoga at the park like free classes so I feel like you really broaden the opportunity for other people to get to know yoga you know and I imagine that that boom probably came after the pandemic where Mm -hmm. people were like what do I do I'm not going to be just stuck at home and then yoga blew up and anyway, so it's hard, but it's, I, I imagine that's one of the gifts of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is your town again? I can't remember. It's And it's outside yeah. of Sao Paulo or? Yes, it's a small town in Sao Paulo. It's called Jacareí. Uh, a lot of people don't, haven't heard of it, but sometimes when I mention São José dos Campos, Campos, which is this <laughs> big city right nearby, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> Okay, just so. for if anyone's listening and is curious or is also from uh-huh. Brazil, just for context, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, and even in in the United States, I feel like we all know on on the West Coast and Pacific Northwest and California, there's this big yoga scene, and it's not always the case in other parts of the country. It's not even the case. Two and a half hours northeast <laughs> of where I, I grew up. You know, I'm thinking about acquaintances and people who might say, yoga, <laughs> what? what is that? Why would I want to do that? And so I was curious what your thought is on how we can bring yoga to those communities, whether it is in another country, or how do we bring those kind of conversations to the table, if at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really, really love this question because, you know, like I used to be that person that wanted to push yoga into everyone's life because mm-hmm. it changed my life, <laughs> you know, but the truth is like people can find that same connection, that same union we feel when we are practicing yoga with a whole lot of different practices, you know, like through dancing or running or going to church, you know? Uh So yeah, yoga is not for everyone, you know? Um, There are many, many paths to arrive to that same state that we achieve with yoga, I believe. Um, But if people are interested in yoga in the first place, but they don't have the like resources to really explore it, then yeah, like I really love to talk about my own personal experience and explain why and how it changed and shaped my life like along this, you know, past five years. And usually it starts just like with a conversation, you know, sometimes I have like friends of friends that come to me and they're like, oh, I see the yoga videos you post on Instagram. Like, what's that all about? You know, like, why does that make you feel so good? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yes, let's talk about it, you know? Um, So, yeah, I feel like this is a, it's a wonderful, like, easy, simple way to start bringing, you know, when people show interest Mm -hmm. into the practice. Um, But, you know, as a teacher, I feel like a lot of people, you know, we just got to talk about it because a lot of people, they don't have the resources to, like, be able to pay for, you know, to go to a studio or even, like, for a single class. Like, we don't know what's, like other people's reality in their homes, you know? 
So sometimes they're like there on social media and you just see this yoga, 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 and they're lo- like go on websites and try to find a class. And you're like, I'm sorry, like I can't afford. I wish I could, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really nice for us as yoga teachers to offer practices. I'm a really big fan of uh, sliding scales. I don't know if you're like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Cause then you just like give the person the choice, you know, like mm-hmm. you can pay this much if you're like, just wanting to be, if you have that to be, you know, to give it mm-hmm. otherwise it's fine. Like just pay this little and it's good too. And also like free yoga classes, even though I know, you know, like as yoga teachers, we hustle to make a living <laughs> out of it. So I know that's like a pretty, like interesting topic to talk about but I don't think it's gonna hurt to offer like a free class here and there you know because as I said my first yoga class it was a free yoga class at the park exactly and it transformed my life Mm -hmm. so yeah I just feel like these are the little ways we can maybe bring yoga to more people that are expecting to experience the practice and I think so many of us even those of us who are making a living off of this, if we can touch even one person in the way that you were obviously moved by this class, it's it's worth it. It's all worth it. And yeah, I love that you mentioned sliding scale. I actually do that a lot in my coaching practice. I'll do sometimes a conversion with local minimum wage versus minimum wage in where I am or things like that in different ways because mm-hmm. it is so global and I do love to really work with folks too that are in Latin America, but I've also heard comments and just opportunity costs, the time, the literal time spent practicing, which means not doing something else. And this doesn't even have to be someone's reality that's outside of the US. It's people's reality here too. It's like, I've heard people say, you would literally have to pay me (laughs) to Um. not be at work at that time or not be taking care of XYZ thing in order for me to practice. And so um, I love that you, that you bring up that point because it always does remind me what a blessing it is to have the time to, to be mindful and to, to devote to this in general. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is a different community, but what about yoga for men? (laughs) And so this, you know, and I say that because not because I don't think that men practice yoga, but I think that less do. And I think that some have a really big block around this isn't for me. What has been your experience with that? Also, does your partner practice with you? Does he practice with you? Uh, Does he he take your classes? Yeah, he does not as much as he wish he would, though. You know, yeah. he's, he serves and he does Muay Thai. So he always says, oh, it's a great compliment for these practices, you know, to do some yoga. But he's not like very consistent, but he does it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. asked because I'm, I'm kind of laughing over here because my husband, Simone, he's never taken one of my classes. It's kind of a oh. funny, a fun fact. But now it's gone on for so long that we're waiting for the perfect class for him to take. And I think it might be next week. We'll say I don't want to jinx anything. So we'll Yay. see. It might I'm be cheering for that. so you know and we do um different meditation and yin yoga and things like that together but I've always been very interested in how we can make yoga accessible for men Mm -hmm. yeah I really love this topic I feel like I don't know I feel like yoga for men has definitely um like gained more like popularity right Mm -hmm. like over the years maybe also after the pandemic like I don't know 
but I absolutely love seeing men in my class. Mm-hmm. And actually, like a few months ago at the studio, um, in one of my classes, it was crazy because there was more men. There was like a whole bunch of men and only two women. And everybody was like, what's going on? Like, what's <laughs> happening here today? And we were like laughing about it because it can be funny. It can be funny, you know, but I was so happy. It brought me so much totally. joy to see a whole room like just of men because, you know, yoga is not like limited to a specific gender. Yoga is for mm-hmm. any body that can breathe simply totally. like that, you know, but Anyway, getting back to yoga for men, I believe like it really offers a great opportunity for them to start, you know, bringing a little bit more softness into their lives, a little bit more like introverted time, like start to listening what's happening on the inside instead of just having to show stuff like out all the Mm -hmm. time, you know, and of course you're going to improve your physical, you know, like you're going to be moving, you're going to be getting stronger and more flexible, but yeah, you're going to also be connecting even more with your like emotions, you know, you're going to engage a lot more with like moments of self-reflection and all of that, like together, it it has this huge power to, I believe, to heal, you know, like, I don't know, like generational trauma around what a man should be or should not be, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm all about that. So if you're a man and you're listening to that, <laughs> book your first yoga class. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Do Just it. do it. And it's funny too, as I'm asking you this question, because I, I almost kind of doubted myself but it is true. There are just significantly less men practicing yoga, at least in everything that I see around me. However, uh, my dad was the one who practiced a lot with me early on. He's the one that took me both of my main teachers have also been men. And so that's why I almost kind of doubted my, um, my question. But I think in a general sense, it's not always the case, but I have been around some very, very impactful men in yoga. So very thankful for that. Wow, that's awesome, Shana. I had no idea that was your dad mainly that brought it into you. So that's yeah, very, he was, very nice. Too. It was like a tradition all throughout high school. I think Sunday or Saturday morning, I'd wake up and he'd make some pancakes or whatever. And my mom would take me early on too. But I think when I started getting into kind of the more advanced and crazy classes, my dad would be there trying to do crow to headstand and <laughs> telling me all the time, like, you could teach this class too. You could do this. Just do this and this thing. That would be really cool. And and so kind of fueling wow. that fire. Um, yeah. So kind of. Yeah, that's memory. nice. I feel like when when yoga is introduced to to people like at, in such like early age, mm-hmm. it's probably like a whole different experience. You know, like I started when I was twenty four. So I feel like my brain was kind of already, you know, built mm-hmm. <laughs> around stuff, but. Yeah, that's exciting. That is interesting. Yeah. And I will never know what it's not like, or I will never, what am I trying to say here? I will never know (laughs) what it's like to not have yoga as kind of just a household name, just a a table topic. It's always, it's always been there. I think even when I was really, really young, my mom would take me to some little kids yoga, sort of learn how to belly breathe type classes. So it's been kind of a a lifelong thing for me. I would say, although, of course, similarly around the time of the pandemic is when I really dedicated and, you know, devoted myself and said, okay, I want to teach this and I want to do this. 
So, but yeah, it is, it's fascinating to hear that idea of, okay, my brain was already kind of formed. And so the whole (laughs) shock of yoga was of a very different nature for me. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Did you ever worry about people judging you? Um, And this can be in terms of, well, let's talk in terms of yoga Mm -hmm. because I experienced a whole friend group change quite literally. Um, I experienced people being like, you're doing what again? Why? (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. only talking about meditation on Instagram. What happened? What happened to the old you? I mean, maybe not said (laughs) explicitly, but kind of. Did you have that? Well, I feel like I didn't have that like with friends like or family, you know, Mm -hmm. honestly, but I, yeah, I did. I do feel judged. I don't know. Just, I feel like it's feeling judged is something that's like in our brains kind totally. of totally a lot of times. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely felt judged. I feel like mostly like while I'm teaching because it's a big, it's a big thing, right? You're like stepping in front of a room and trying to really like embody, you know, the, like I am the teacher and I'm going to like pass what I know for you all, you know, hoping that you all are going to feel good in your bodies. And anyway, it's, it's a lot of responsibility and I acknowledge that. And with that, I think it comes that second thought of like, wow, like they're judging me. Am I really enough? Like, am I supposed to be really here? Do I have enough knowledge to be here? You know, stepping in the role of a teacher, mm-hmm. but I love that you bring up that topic because I feel like a lot of that for me, um, the work I do around that to kind of like move through it, it comes a lot from shadow work, which I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's something that it plays a big, big role in my life, you know, Um, just kind of like noticing when all these funny feelings, all these like weird feelings are showing up and instead of just being like, I'm going to ignore it. Like, I don't want to think about that. Like they're judging me, but whatever, like, I'm not going to think about it. Like just really embrace it. Yeah. They might be judging me. And then Mm -hmm. what? And then what? What am I going to do? Am I going to freak out and just like run away from this, you know, from the class or am I going to just breathe and get back to my center? Like get back to all the stuff that I know that I know and be able to fully like serve the people that are here in front of me in the best way possible. So feeling, is it almost like you feel the judgment or you feel the anxiety that that judgment could give instead of just pretending like it doesn't exist, if I'm understanding? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I say it in the brain like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling judged right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then just try to breathe through it. And it's funny because... You can't like, even though I have the awareness of it, I feel pretty good. Um, sometimes it's going to be good, you know, and I'll be able to get back to my body, get back to my breath and kind of like let it fade. But I've had times like, I think I'm going to even share in here <laughs> where I was so anxious. I was just like, oh, they're judging me. They're judging me. And I couldn't step out of the thought. And okay, so I teach a slow flow class, as you know, like, but it's kind of like a vinyasa, a slow flow, you know? Mm-hmm. So we do a whole flow on one side and then move to the other. And I got super anxious. And then I was like teaching one pose, other pose, other pose. And I went on and I was just like, 
pose after pose, pose after pose. And I had no idea what I was doing. And at the same time, one side of my brain was like, you got to stop put people in downward facing dog in child's pose the other side of my brain was just like yeah reverse your triangle like goddess pose and I was like going for it and then I was like okay you gotta stop this and I put people in child's pose five breaths in here which was probably five minutes and I was just like I have no idea what I taught on the other side so I said people okay like sit down hero pose gotta be honest have no idea what I taught on the other side. So we're going to do the second side. You know, you're, you'll be fine. I was trying to, you know, like joke around, like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. And not even one person like smiled or laughed. Oh, or gosh. They were just like staring at me. And I was like, okay, downward facing dog, you know, <laughs> finish up the class. Um, and sometimes, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, like it never happened after that, but when that happened, I just like went to my car after class and I was just like bawling. Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? You know, but also I took a little bit of time to understand like why I let it escalate that far, you know, like sure. what can I done to prevent that from happening again? So it's just like, yeah, keep it simple, mm-hmm. you know, breathe, look at the people that are in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. So I am such a believer in that if you can do that, like if you can teach a yoga class, you can do anything because it is, it is so, there is so much going on. And so I have similarly had those freak out moments and it ultimately makes you stronger. It makes you more efficient and more capable in everything else that you do. So, and good for you for having the courage, right? To step up there and to try and I know what it's like. Sometimes you get this kind of blank stare. We, we get blank stares all the time as yoga teachers. Yeah. If you're listening, you're a <laughs> yoga teacher. You've you've seen it on everyone. And it's very weird to speak to because yoga is so much public speaking. And we know there's so many studies that show if you put a bunch of people in the front row of a speaker and you have them give that blank kind of dead stare – it messes them up. It throws them off because they, they aren't able to get that feedback. And so it's, it's a whole process of learning on how to be okay (laughs) when you're not getting that feedback that you're expecting. And then also how to kind of solicit that, that reaction or that little, the little giggle that kind of unites people or whatever it is. I think that is one of my go-tos, but of course, when it, (laughs) When it doesn't land, you feel like you've just dug yourself a little bit deeper and just one little <laughs> stab yeah. more. Please, so. somebody save me, like take me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was an interesting experience to have for sure. But I also have it, you know, like an experience on the other end where I was freaking out and just like couldn't breathe. And I was just like, no, no, come back, get back to it. Mm-hmm. And it went amazing. And it was actually one of the, the, the last workshops I taught. And nice. it was like yoga for stress relief. Uh-huh. And I was like completely stressed out, you know. <laughs> and I was like, you know the tools. You're going to teach the tools for all these people here. Use it on yourself. And yeah. then it was a success. So, yeah. Days it's, and days. It is. And it's hard when you step into the thinking about serving and taking care of other people. And I feel like that's why sometimes when we're teaching, those things go for a moment and it's like 
<laughs> I love what you said about the, the the difference between your brain and the kind of argument that goes on there, because I think that we've all experienced that. So here's yeah. my second to last question, and then we'll start working our way towards wrapping up. Um, what, in your opinion, makes a fantastic class? And I know that people have preferences. So I'm just asking, what's your preference? What do you like in a class? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a great class for me, it's a class that not only focuses, you know, on the physical practice, which is, of course, which brings a lot of people a lot of times to the room, but also to, you know, bring in like the yoga philosophy, mm-hmm. even if it's just like little bits of it. And I don't know, I'm a big, big fan and I do a lot on my own personal practice, like the mantras and the mudras. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, like for me, a great class is when you can kind of like get a little bit of all that yoga is and kind of like put it together in like 60 minutes. And of course, it's not going to be, you know, like a a teacher training, (laughs) but um, I feel good when I leave a class that I feel like I had a little bit of everything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping that, that balance between the physical practice and then also having those moments for you to feel something more, learn something more, be something more, uh, something Mm -hmm. to that nature, it sounds like. What, in your opinion, I promised one more question, but (laughs) one more (laughs) after this one. What makes an an exceptional teacher or leader, if you want to just talk about leader in general? Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like a great, like, I'm going to speak about my, my main teacher, Greta Hill, you know, and for me, when I think about her, and, and I can also like relate with some of these characteristics, like in other people that I really look up to um, in my Mm -hmm. life. And it's like somebody that really, like empowers you to be the best version of you. And I'm including you in that because you are a big source of inspiration for me, Shanna. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But also they like create a very like um, supportive environment for, you know, growth and self-acceptance. And they also have like a, a big love and genuine like passion for what they do because that is just like overflowing through their body to you kind of. Yes. So that's mainly it. Yeah. I love yeah. that definition. Um, heard a lot of shout outs in the Seattle area for Greta Hill. I also have practiced only one time with her, but uh, mm-hmm. would definitely give her a shout out and second that as well. Yeah. So to wrap up, this is the, the question that I always ask everyone. This is the billboard question. And essentially the idea of the question is, I think, you know, this is coming, <laughs> but I'll explain mm-hmm. it for those listening. If you were to have a billboard and you could put anything that you want on the billboard and everybody in the world was going to see it, what would you put there? And this can be something you want to share. It could be a mantra you live by. It could be anything else that maybe we haven't touched on that you think is also important. What comes to mind? Yeah, I feel it's kind of like a little mantra that I live by that is whatever you're doing next if when you think about that, it feels like a roller coaster feeling, you know, where you're like excited, but freaking out at the same time, just go for it. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. We'll be good. <laughs> You'll yeah. be fine. I yeah. love it. I relate to that. I'm over here giving a giant thumbs up. Maybe one day we'll make this, this, uh, 
podcast with video and you can see <laughs> my reactions. Maybe that's my big roller coaster thing right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thank you so much. This has been so beautiful. And uh, if you have made it this far in the episode, thank you as well for listening all the way to the end. And Fernanda, where can people find you? Where can they practice with you? If you want to share anything that you have going on, projects, uh, social media, things of that nature. Yeah. So if you're in Seattle, I'm actually hosting a few um, donation-based class um, the, the next month here in the area. So if you want to get more details around that, go ahead and you can check on my Instagram. Um, you can also find more information about my classes and like private practices on my website. And I also have a whole bunch of classes on YouTube. And you can find me, just look for I am Fernanda Santos in all these platforms and yeah, you'll find me there. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I will link all that in the show notes as well. And Fernanda, I'm sure we'll see you very soon. Ciao, ciao until the next episode. Thank you.